Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 911, what's your emergency? I can't find Captain Nash and his wife's cruise ship. Tonight, 911 comes to ABC. If we're going to make it out of here, we got to work together. Tonight at 9 on ABC, followed by 7 News at 11. She was hired to fix DC's 911 problems. It was the worst I'd ever seen. But instead says she was fired for exposing the failures. The blame belongs in leadership. Now the I-team digs into what fueled the mayor's decision. Tonight on 7 News at 5. Hey everybody, it's your turkey-basted wizard, Holden McNeely. And it's me, your sausage-stuffed bruiser, Jake. And And we're we're here here to calmly... Jake, let's say it at the same time. And And we're we're here here to calmly explain explain to you the week off episode. episode. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we did great. (laughs) Wow, that was awesome. Um, Yeah, what are you making this year, Jake, for Thanksgiving? Oh, well, my classic move. This is this has been my go-to recipe for every Thanksgiving. Uh it is a simple mashed sweet potato dish made with uh maple syrup, uh adobo sauce from a can of chipotles, uh, a couple of uh mashed chipotles in there with the sweet potatoes and salted to hell and back creating a sweet buttery, spicy, smoky side dish that will make your taste buds go God damn. God damn, mm. this mush is good. Mm-mm. Yum, yummers. Uh, yeah, I usually do my grandma's mac and cheese. Talked about this before. Uh, she, uh, what was it? It's The secret is um, cottage cheese. Oh. A lot of cheddar, a lot of sharp cheddar as well. Mm-hmm. Very easy to make, you know. I strongly suggest the mac and cheese dish because... It's so easy to prep, mm-hmm. and then you just throw it in your fridge, and you you know the next day on Thanksgiving you don't have to stress. You're just gonna play. You're just gonna preheat that oven mm-hmm. and place the mac and cheese into the oven at some point, and that's all it is. That's it's also such a crowd pleaser. Like yes. nobody is going to sneer at mac and cheese. Everybody no, is me. gonna take a scoop of that. Makes me so happy. And and by the way, and this is really more for me than for you fucking guys. But I'm mm-hmm. just going to throw this out there. Bring Tupperware. Because this is what always happens. I always bring the amount of Tupperware I want to bring to take the food home and the amount I want to take it. Mm-hmm. But then, oh, sad Susie. <laughs> she forgot Tupperware. So now I've got to relinquish just precious up, like, real estate. Just loose bits of like white meat, just like crying. Just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the worst. And so always I have to relinquish. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it for the next couple of days when I'm making that sloppy Thanksgiving sandwich mm. that you know we all make the next day. It's the best. It's literally it's the best. The entire holiday. I understand togetherness, uh, patriotism, family. 
Uh, it's all just a lie we tell each other so that we can make that fucking sandwich. Absolutely. Do you do Friendsgiving? Or are you no? You're fa- you're inundated with actual family. Um, it is it is my burden to be a comedian who actually enjoys spending time with their family. Uh, Ugh, how dare I'm you? I'm sorry, everybody. I know I let <laughs> you down. Um, I'm gonna be uh, rambunctious and running around chasing after a bunch of nephews. I'm going to be uh, yucking it up with my favorite uncles. I'm going to be uh, s- drinking a single uh, a single scotch with my dad and just being like, yep, it doesn't get any better than this, doesn't it, old man? <laughs> it's going to be real nice. So, uh, you know, we figured for this time, you know, it, it we got to put something out on the feed for the week, but it's also we're giving our uh, our editor the lovely April our producer, a break. So the best way to you, we find to do this, uh, possibly to the chagrin of our <laughs> current patrons, but hopefully not. Hopefully you guys get it. We, we usually put out a nice example of what we've been up to lately on the Patreon uh, bonus episodes. And I think right now is actually a very good time to do it because we, we essentially reformatted what, what our approach is to those episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jake's been saying this for a while now. He's like, what if we don't do research and we just talk about the shit we, you know, we're talking about, about ourselves, talk about news <laughs> items that we've been thinking about a lot, sharing our opinions. And I say, uh, Jake, how dare takes. you? That is not the edutainment. That is not because unfortunately, neither of us are a specialist in any one particular thing. Um, but we do like to do that. And it seems like the people on Patreon like to hear it. So we're going to uh, be throwing out the most recent episode of what we have tentatively called Jake Drop the Bombshell that he's not certain he's a fan of what we're calling it right now. I just think there's something better to uh, <laughs> name our informal yet impassioned uh, gaming media and news talk uh, opinion show besides <laughs> what we have so far decided is called shooting the shit. Yeah, it's almost like you know you should have been there when our uh, our buddies decided to name their stand up comedy show dog shit. <laughs> yeah, we're not the best at naming events. How, where were you when release the butthole cut was come up with? Jake, you were I in was, the room. I was there. I was there you were and there. I did nothing. It is hard to move those shirts. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we moved them. We did. We actually did luckily mm. move enough shirts to uh, we fund really the We convinced a lot of people <laughs> to have the word butthole on their, on their body. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that being said, uh, shooting the shit is is essentially a combination of Wizard and the Newser with the special topic episodes we've been doing. So we're never quite beholden to like any one specific format. We can really let it kind of hang. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but that means that every episode includes the games we're playing, the stuff we're watching, news hits we're interested in, and then any special topic. A lot of times, those special topics come about naturally. So like, I think in this last one, we actually took a total detour to talk about just the podcasts that we listen to and the, why we listen to them the way we do. And, uh, which is interesting because I don't listen to a lot of edutainment. Uh, at least these days, I generally listen to people doing the shooting the shit format more so, you know, so it is kind of fascinating uh, to, I think, have those kinds of talks. And uh, I just enjoy finding new reasons to uh, hate on uh, big media executives for all their shitty, shitty decisions. Yes. Also, 
I think we get into this in the episode. We've heard we already had enough people hit us up and say, no, the Marvels is actually a fun new spin on things. You should check it out. So we are going to do that. Uh, I guess the numbers maybe have lied in this way. I'm I'm more curious about it than I was before, at least. I'm I. It is my solemn intention to see this movie over solemn. the weekend. And I love that the intention everybody. is solemn, Jake. I on <laughs> the honor of my family. <laughs> I will watch the latest Marvel Fucking Cinematic Batman Universe over here property. being a party pooper. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> is broken. I hear it weep. I am its guardian, <laughs> its protector. Um, I did want to also throw a couple things out that have ch- happened since this episode was recorded uh, because I just I, I want to get it out there uh, and get ahead of it. I beat Liza P. And very thrilled with that game. Um, And I wanted to talk about real quick, because I know we have a couple more minutes, so I'll just really briefly talk about a very cool boss fight thing they do in that game. So in the earlier part of the game, you meet like the gang of kids, right? And there's like the big, the older brothers is, they're all animals. There's like the swift little bunny one. And then there's the, um, I forgot what, one's like an otter or I don't know what it is, but there's one with a spear, one has a sword, one has twin blades. They're very nimble. And then their older brothers who you fight, that's the major boss fight. And he's this hog. He's this big pig with a giant cleaver, like a Final Fantasy VII sword. So as you're fighting him, one by one, they join him and you have to like take them down while keeping him in your eyesight to avoid the mm-hmm. big one. And then eventually you'll defeat the big one. But you have to like take the other ones out and they like run away as their life part of So plays. it's... Like an Ornstein and Ornstein and Ornstein and Smoke. Kind, kind of, of a thing. Then later in the game, you fight the gang again. You've defeated the brother. There's a giant coffin in the middle of the room. And now you have to fight all three of them at once. And once you get down to just one of them, he explodes out of the coffin and you have to fight like a powered up <laughs> undead version of the brother. So it was like going at it like the opposite way. And it was very much reminiscent of the Bloodborne fight where you have to fight the three guys. But then they mm. it it was so cool. That game just wears its influences on sleeve and does so many cool things with the influences. And I'm very impressed with that game. And I'm very happy to say that I have beaten the nameless puppet, the final secret boss that you can only fight if you deny Geppetto the 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 item that you're supposed to, I didn't pay a lot of attention to the plot. Yeah, the string of Zanzibar. Yeah, whatever yes. it is. That game rules if you're into that sort of thing. But you will need to be cool with entire gaming sessions being bashing your head against a single boss and then not actually beating it until the next day. Uh, the other thing that has happened is, to much to Lexi and I's delight, we finally bit the bullet and got uh, Super Mario Wonder last night and are fucking thrilled with it so far. Mm. And I stand by my thing that you should never actually play these games true to player within the game. You switch off controllers. It was so much better. And even at one point, Lexi was like, sorry, by the way, I'm going to be obnoxious about like collecting all this stuff and like explore. And I was like, no, that's the point. That's why I'm not in the screen with you right now trying to push <laughs> you further because this is the way we should be playing this game. So I highly recommend playing two-player, but in single-player mode and switching off the controller. Uh, it is the way to go. It's the number one way to go. What a delightful, immediately delightful <laughs> game. That elephant is immediately just absolutely oh, yeah. uh, a joy. 
to to be and I'm just so excited for what what this game has to get. I mean, what, man, they finally figured I'm out. I'm such a simp for Nintendo that I don't even think the flower, the talking flowers are annoying. No. I always am like, oh, what's this what's guy going to say? What's this guy going to say to me? No, they finally they have brought us the kind of whimsical, exciting experience that they have not nailed with a 2D Mario in some time. And I have enjoyed the new Super Mario Bros. games just because I, exactly, I'm a complete and utter simp for Mario. Like, I, I'm just going to love it. But I, knowing that, like, man, they're really not switching up the format here at all, huh? And it's really cool to see them bring the same kind of loving care that they brought to, like, Odyssey to a 2D uh, Super Mario. Uh, it's it's very fun. Holden, Holden, you're being way too sincere about your home life and your personal interests. We got to save that stuff for the Patreon. Exactly. Well, here we have it. Our last shoot the shit. We recorded this. So let's see. Sunday, um, the 12th of November. So that kind of dates it in time because we will be talking about, you know, current event things, too. Uh, I, as they, of that uh, time. I know they they de-canceled the Wiley e. Coyote movie, which oh. really pissed me off. Cool. Well, that's... Yeah. See, this is the kind of the, stuff we need to know. They need to know going into this episode. So that's great. yelling at executives. It works. Keep doing it. Hell yeah. So please, if you like this and want more of it for $5 a month, uh, you can join us over on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. Uh, again, that's Patreon.com forward slash whizbrew. And we are doing this format every week now. Um, and so you can have a little bit more uh, uh, reliance on a singular format for the bonus apps. And again, at... Uh, uh, $15 a month, you can join us on Discord for our Sunday study sessions. Uh, this past week, we watched the horrible uh, 1996, <laughs> was it, Judge Dredd movie? Um, you betrayed the law. Man, between... Law. I just realized, like, Super Mario RPG, we've been in 96 for a weirdly long time yeah. lately. That's a weird time travel. But anyways, enjoy that uh, over there on Patreon and uh, twitch.tv forward slash Holden or so. Puppet Jared on Twitch as well. Get the plugs in now because I don't think we do plugs at the end of our Shooting the Shits. And uh, without further ado, enjoy Shooting the Shit with Holden and Jake. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. We're shooting the shit. Don't care about it. Shooting the shit. Balls and tits. Shooting the shit and we care about it. Do we care about it or do we not care about it? I don't know. 
Thank you for the scatting to close it out. We'll keep workshopping the. We should come up with a theme song for this. I don't. I don't know if I'm happy with shooting the shit as the definitive title for this uh, series. Oh, okay. You want to? You want to? Maybe want to change it up? You don't like the badass? I. I mean, I love a bit. Maybe we call it Shitstorm 2023: The Rise of Dark Awakenings. Like you know, some fart. Fart face, yeah. the dumb, yeah, the dumb man's <laughs> recording. Uh, about maybe that? like a modern <laughs> anime. We call it like, oh no, I have been transported from my everyday life and turned into a beautiful maid who must uh, shoot the shit with my two nerd friends. Kaizen. Yeah. And then just mm-hmm. add the word Kaizen at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love it. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love this, this check in convo. This is the kind of, I mean, honestly, too, what's funny is we do a research based podcast, mm-hmm. but my, the podcast I listen to is this is people <laughs> talking about nothing yeah. well but that's my own problem hey let's get into it first thing in the docket today let's talk about podcast listening i don't do audiobooks mm-hmm. i don't do really research based like i've listened to some behind the bastards obviously last podcast the left that i used to say that was the only podcast my friends do that i listen to out of pure just enjoyment but that was back in the day i haven't listened to in a while I mean, well obviously i've been listening nowadays because like i love seeing i love hearing ed i love like yeah. kind of s- checking in on the new dynamic Killing it yeah but uh, you wait, you really don't? No. Like, I feel like I have a whole diet. I have like a whole regimen. It's all people just shoot, just talking shit. I listen to here. Let's go through. I don't really have a lot of podcasts I listen to. I li- okay. So wait, okay. You're driving. Yeah. You're doing the dishes. You are in a. You are doing a task in which your physical body needs to be awakened doing something, but your mind is free to like consume or engage with something else. That is like the go-to zone. Yes. That I well, like, you also add in because I just did it today. Uh, like taking Winnie to the river, I always have my wireless headphone in my right ear that I can easily pause, mm-hmm. so I can like interact with her. But there are all these moments of kind of quiet and like we're just on a walk with the stroller mm-hmm. and she's chilling, eating a cracker or whatever. And <laughs> you know, I, I I'll listen Kids to this. Always eating a a single cracker. Yep, she calls them cacos. <laughs> <laughs> it was confusing because cars are gogas. Mm-hmm. So, and then I was like, "What if? What, have you ever had a kakoga?" She was like, "What?" And I was like, "A cracker car." <laughs> She's like, "I want one now." Like she kept. I was like, "That's not real." I'm like, we could probably figure it out. So, honestly, I mean, you give me some like sliced olives, some cream cheese, uh, and a couple of saltines. I will build her of a snack vehicle. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. So. So for honestly, you just hit me at the right day. So every Sunday, I look forward to this. Sunday Papers with Greg Fitzsimmons mm. and Mike Gibbons. So Greg Fitzsimmons is a comedian. I also listen to his other yeah, podcast where he interviews comics. I just really like his... He's like my comedy dad. Like, that's how it feels. Like, I'm mm-hmm. hanging out with comedy dad. Like, I love his sensibility. I love his sense of humor. I just like how he shoots the shit. And so he has his own podcast where he, like, interviews comics. I mean, those are a dime a dozen. And I'm actually getting a little bit of fatigue of them because I listen to so many of those. Oh, but yeah. still. And then Sunday Papers, they, like, go through the stories of the week. And again, I just feel like I'm hanging out with, like... There, these two silly old. I feel like I'm hanging out with my dad and his like really funny friend, <laughs> you know. And they're just like talking. They're shooting the shit and uh, just going over news stories of the week. And I just like their, you know. And they come up with like bit like jokes 
for each story like throughout the week that they clearly like do you know as bits kind of stuff but they also it's natural conversation they do the Sunday funnies they like talk about they'll they'll like read the comic oh, strips God. and talk about them they'll do like Hagar the Horrible <laughs> and they always make a joke about how the woman in it is about to be raped <laughs> which is a thing and I'm then, not and, and, laughing and then, at the act I'm laughing at the idea of no, no, two no, men it's the bl- looking at the otherwise innocuous yes. comic strip of Hagar the Horrible and relating the very real violence inherent in Viking culture. It is <laughs> yes, a funny that's the juxtaposition. I'm not laughing. And then they'll literally the, nobody tell me I'm laughing. I swear to God. They'll describe like a far side panel. You know, it's just and then they also do they do set called uh, you know, make make America Florida again. Mm-hmm. And they do a, a funny Florida story, which there is one pretty much every week. <laughs> so yeah, I love that on that's just like my Sunday treat. Other than that, I listen to um I'm kind of like it's like a little too much. Like I'm like, when am I going to get, you know, uh, between Greg Fitzsimmons and the other one is Nikki Glazer mm. and the Nikki Glazer podcast, which I love. I mean, she's a total Swifty, really funny comic, in my opinion, really honest. I just like found her. Both of them, I was listening to other people's podcasts and they just ended up being my favorite reoccurring guests. I'd be like, oh, good. This is going to be a good one because Nikki Glazer's on it or Greg Fitzsimmons is on it. And then I was like, I bet they have their own thing. And then you start listening to their own thing. I like her because she reminds me of like a girl I would have been friends with in Charlotte, Mm -hmm. like very similar upbringings. Like she's a Swifty also like was a big, like Dave Matthews fan, you know, and still is, but you know, back in the day, like the way she describes growing up in St. Louis just reminds me a lot. Like, I I don't know. I just feel like a kindredness with her and I like her brutal honesty, but also I feel like I get a really good female perspective in a way that I like. I've always had really good plutonic friendships with women and I've always like cherished those. And this kind of feels like kind of like Greg Fitzsimmons, my like comedy dad. She's like my comedy plutonic friend mm-hmm. that I can like hang out with and and you know, whatever while I'm like running. Um if I'm playing a video game, that is the other time I listen to podcasts. And uh lately it's changed, but it used to be um also like uh Two Bears One Cave over on my phone. <laughs> And then, oh, oh, but then the video game stuff. So then there's Next Lander and Giant Bomb, which I haven't listened a lot of lately. God. Um, yeah, I know what Giant Bomb has become, but I do like the current crew on Giant Bomb. Oh, no, one- I just, my, oh, God, was the realization that I think I stopped listening to video game podcasts mm. a while ago. And I think it was at a certain point, um, the uh, the Castle Super Beast, which was, you know, Wooly and Pat from the uh, Super Best Friends days, their podcast got to be like three to four hours long a pop. Wow. And I just like couldn't hack it's it just anymore. Too much. Honestly, we I, I'm so thrilled to have him on Tears of a Clown, hopefully, if this happens. Oh no, this that's week. Matt. That's different. And don't no, no, you no, I was dare... about to say I was teeing up Matt. Oh yeah. Matt, I love Triple KO. That's probably mm-hmm. my favorite video game podcast right now. It's all fighting games. It's Matt McMuscles, Maximilian Dude, and Justin Wong. And I love it so much. Like they just do such a good job of giving you the current uh, uh, fighting game news. But then they'll also do, you know, if there's not a lot of news, which lately there's been a lot of news, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. with all these games coming out. But before that, they would do special episodes where they do like they would just do an episode on just combos. Mm -hmm. They would just do an episode on like the best characters and then like the worst characters you know from different games you know stuff like that so i really love triple ko it's like it's like such such a well done video game commentary podcast but again just fighting games so i'm jealous and then then, yeah i'm jealous because like i have like two distinct worlds of podcasts that i've been listening to 
political doomer shit. No. Uh, just absolute. No. Uh, just can't do it. Uh, hell world is real. Citations needed with uh, Nima Shirazi uh, and Adam Johnson, which is an incredible uh, kind of like NPR, but like they have their shit together and like breaks down a lot of media narratives hmm. that, you know, uh, you take for granted stuff like, you know, how. If you if you're familiar with the phrase copaganda and want like actual information on how that manifests and uh-huh. not just like people uh, vaping and going fucking copaganda man right like, it's actually informative. I really like some more news, which is uh, Katie Stoll and Cody Johnson. Uh, Johnson or Johnson? Man, I just could not be more different. I don't want to know anything about the news. Yeah, no, you're smart. You're smart. (laughs) I don't want to know any of it. uh, No, not, well, I do listen to the Verge cast. That's a lot of tech news and stuff, but uh, I do listen to a lot of Chapo Trap House. It's not like, I don't wear a, you know, I don't wear the t-shirt. But it's kind of like how my dad listens to Har- Howard Stern. Yeah, it's just like, like it's, it's a, just like, always I been know. there. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's that old like, reliable. I understand if anyone's like, I think they're massive pieces of shit. I'd be like, yes, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I don't know how you found out. I'm not proud of it. And then that's like the bridge to all of the Brooklyn people uh-huh. podcasts that I still listen to. I used to be really good friends with the Ballin' Out Super people. They've since split ways. Uh, Lawson Leong and Benel Gormison still keep the flame alive over at that podcast. But Generation Loss with, genera- uh, with uh, Jeremy Hammond and Bree Nybor uh, is a great movie review show where like they, they're they like smart. They understand filmmaking techniques. They understand like why something is compelling and also why something is shitty. And I find them to be incredibly funny. I also listened to, this is a relatively new one, Quarators. Which is uh, Alex Patak, oh, yeah. also from uh, Ballin' Out Super, and uh, Jeremy Kaplowitz, who uh, was like kind of the main guy behind uh, the Hard Drive parody site, if you know that. Uh, they basically just go through the dregs of Quora.com and just really peel back all the fucked up weirdos and the questions that they ask and answer. And I found that to be really funny and a great listen these days. But that's so that's like old Brooklyn squad and political doomer shit. And then like some tech news in between. I need more video games. That's what I'm realizing. Yeah. Video games and maybe innocuous comedy stuff. I still also do enjoy your mom's house. Uh, And again, if that puts me in a category in your brain, I don't know. I don't know how people (laughs) think about things anymore. I don't listen to Rogan anymore. I used to, though. I will admit. Everybody used to. Confess to that. Everybody used to. And they're kind of from the same family, right? They're kind of cut from a similar comedian cloth, like West Coast comedian cloth. I listen to. So them, I do video because they show a lot of like videos Mm -hmm. of crazy shit. So I want that visual aspect. So I save that for my video game stuff. And then uh, Tiger Belly with uh, Bobby Lee and uh, Kalila. Uh, and uh, what else? That's uh, I, I will listen to um, uh, Whitney. Uh, what's her name? Um, Cummings. Yes, Whitney Cummings podcast as well. Uh, from time to time. God damn. Depending on and kind of more depending on. The, oh, and I love Ryan Sickler, the Honeydew. Um, he's another comedian out here, but he'll have comics on and talk about like the heavy shit, and I love that. Like I can't binge it, but like every now and again, it's great because wow. it'll be really interesting. Pe- you know, because so many comics have it and other people not all just mostly comics though just really getting into like the trauma and you know loss and 
like the darker parts of their lives, you know, and and I think that that is really really uh, interesting Man, to me. You're really reminding me of like I used to be so I used to consume like pretty much nonstop comedians talking to comedians podcast. I'm a little burnt out, and, and actually it, lately, yeah. What were you gonna say, Jimmy? Uh, the Jimmy Pardo show, uh, mm. Mark Marin obviously was. Yeah, huge. I don't know why I don't listen to Marin anymore, other than I just like yeah, burnt out did. a long time ago. But I, I I need to go back. There's so many episodes I have not listened. Shout to. Out to people that have been listening to us for a really long yeah. time and haven't been burnt yeah. out on us because I under like it's there is a process. You leave, you come back. That I'm terrified. Yeah, you know, you just like someone mentions an anecdote that you've actually heard three times before because you've been listening to someone for right. so long. I remember that. I remember like way back in the day the Adam Carolla podcast. Oh, I remember that's exactly God. what happened. I was like, I have heard this story. 10 fucking times now I'm done like as he would just tell but he would tell really great stories but he would tell the same ones and this is again kind of before man it just sucks how much like the external world tainted all of these things that were at one point really not bad and I know that's hard for me to like get across to a certain group of people that just feel like these people are like devil people but it's Mm -hmm. like it really wasn't like that at a point, and then all of a sudden, you've got you know, Kid Rock's not drinking Bud Light, yeah. and everybody—it's all weird, you know. Because at one point, Kid Rock was cool because he would like make his concerts affordable for his fans, and he was like, you know what I mean? He was so married it's, it's to Cheryl Crow. Thing. He was married yeah. to Cheryl Crow. Like, so it's just weird. Time just changes everything, and people especially. But now, actually, I realized I was so behind on this, and I kept hearing people talk about 90 Day Fiance, and I just feel like Lexi and I don't have as much just hours of time to watch TV anymore, so certain things have been like left on the cutting room floor. And for for us, that's definitely been 90 Day with its hours of endless mm-hmm. content and constant shows coming up, coming out. So I was finally getting burnt out from just listening to comedians talk, and I was like, all right, and I tried to get, I gave that a try. It's all on Max. It's all on a lot of stuff. And immediately I was like, oh, this is so good for this. So I've been playing the segues right in. So I've been playing a shitload still of Lies of P mm. while, uh, uh, and I won't talk too much more about it because I know I've already really talked a lot, but I will just say I'm on like the final three bosses. I've got like a boss, then a little bit more area like a little bit more leveling like uh like going through a level and then two more bosses like the main the final boss and then like the secret mm-hmm. real final boss that's all that's out of me man i've got a fucking chip on my show i got a date with a fucker later tonight like i am ready for this boss fight i've just it's just one of those boss fights where you're just like i i i banged my head against it for hours yesterday like different times like at Winnie's nap time after I put her down for the night like like I just I got and you know I'm just still feeling like I'm just scratching the surface of the second phase of this boss it's one of those full health bar Mm -hmm. power up boss and then you know go into the second fight so you only get that little taste (laughs) of it you know like before that boss just wipes you right so I'm getting closer. I've gotten the, I, I think the last run I did, I got him down to, uh, or her, I think it is, uh, down to like half a bar on the second phase. But and it's not the kind of thing where like the answer is to cheese it. You just got to figure out what the cheese it move. No, there's a couple little things. I definitely read up on it like since, and there's a couple little things that I can do to help me. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's just, you got to just, I think I got to kind of switch my approach up a mm. bit. 
Like in the first phase, I can really work a lot more towards perfect parrying mm-hmm. everything to get that stun to happen, which I love that about this game. It's very like Sekiro, but kind of doing its own thing. There's not like a stun meter you can look at. And it's a lot more precise. It's le- like Sekiro, you can kind of mash that block button and like mm-hmm. get parries like just doing mm-hmm. that you know what i mean to a certain degree but this game like yeah you have to be and it's so many delayed like like so you just always think it's gonna happen like the hit's gonna come sooner than it does and then you get fucking destroyed this is badass like night warrior fucking <laughs> dude lady that is just like so and just that whole game like i just really appreciate the challenge in the game there's been a couple of times the boss at the end of the swamp was a fucker. There's been a couple of times where I was like, fuck this. <laughs> and kind of like parts of this final area, I've been a little like, fuck this. But besides that, it's been legitimately just a wonderful version of a souls. Like I really, really uh, cannot recommend enough. Also shout outs to those final DLC Mario Kart courses. They've dropped. Lex and I have been enjoying the shit out of them. Wow. I'm excited to finally play Mario Wonder. We're working our way through. We're about halfway through World 8 of Mario 3. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. You're dodging so we're some getting cannonballs. Close. You're making those airship levels your, uh, your, your stinky lady. I guess. We're, we're getting close. Oh, wait, wait. No. Are we World 7? We're in the pipe world. Oh, Is okay. that World 7? that's 7. And then World 8's the final. Yeah. Which I'll cheese the shit out of. I always P-wing the flying mm-hmm. airship. Mm-hmm. That thing is insane. It's crazy. That flying airship's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And then you swim under the mm-hmm. the floating airship, right? The water airship, right? I mean, come on. You got to. You got to. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But anyways, yeah, I'm excited to get to Wonder. But until then, Mario Kart has been really... It was a really fun surprise for Lexi. And it, it's just amazing how much it's her love language. Aww. You know? I mean, she just, she just loves so much just to hang out with me and play Mario Kart and Mario 3. And I've uh, really been enjoying kind of really trying to reinstate that into our time. It's just it's way more quality time. You know, it's way more valuable quality time, like for sure, because there's just so much more interaction and we get all hype. Like if one of us beats a really hard level, we're high fiving. We're like just so excited. So anyways, that's all I've really been up to playing wise. We got some news stories to talk about. But first, Jake, did you have any any new things? You still working your way through Mario Wonder? Uh, I have Anything had like very that? little time for video games. I don't know where the hours have gone. Same. But uh, I, have, yeah, I played a couple more rounds of the uh, new Fortnite OG season. So all my same complaints from last uh, time. 
but time, yeah, like, people are really in agreement with you on yeah. the comments, by the way. And thank you for leaving comments, guys, and DMs and stuff. We read all that stuff. I try to like everything to make sure y'all know we, we're keeping up and respond if I deem it, Word. you know. Uh, uh, a good thing to re- uh, comment to respond to, but yeah, I really appreciate when you guys kind of get up in the in the comments with stuff. All right, Jake's on the move. He's up. He's doing something. He's getting good. He's he's a lot more nimble these days. Look at this. He's hopping up. He's making it happen. All right, what's he? What are you looking for? He failed. I can't what are you find it. For? I can't find it. That's so annoying. Uh, what you? What you? What was the, it? The uh, Nerf blaster came, but the, uh, I can't find the. Uh, the dangerous lipo battery for it. Uh, I got I got a custom uh, mag extender, 3D printed. I installed it myself. Whoa. It uses a solenoid pusher and brushless motors. It can mag dump in like two seconds. Wow. This thing shreds through darts like it's nothing. That's crazy. But without the battery, I can't. Ah, there it is. Oh, my God. You're going to lose your fucking shit. Yeah, let's see this. <laughs> All right. What's the be- deal with the battery? So the battery makes it just uh, shoot it, crazier? Yeah. yeah uh, you have to buy your own separate, like, uh, they use it in, like, RC cars and drones, but it's called the HC Diana, <laughs> and, uh, oh, my God. All right, here it is yeah. at full auto. I don't have a dart in it, but just listen to this thing. Whoa. <laughs> uh, that thing is rattling, dude. That thing has fucking recoil, bro. Yeah. Jesus. It uses a solenoid pusher instead of a rotating arm mechanism. Dude. Just zips darts like it was nothing. I feel like John Wick meets RoboCop every time I turn this thing on. Oh, man. I used to buy my weed from a solenoid pusher <laughs> back in college. Bro, that fucking thing's crazy. <laughs> The most that fun amazing. object I've ever owned. I love how it's like, it's and I'm stupid. I'm now solving my Rubik's cube. I love how we just this fucking show has completely has like warped us, destroyed, just totally child men. Yeah, we're just child grown child men now uh, with all of this stuff. Well, that's cool. All right, should we move into some news? I guess so. I guess. All right, so. what do we got? You drop some stuff on me first. Why don't we start with one of yours? I mean, let's just go with uh, Zav Zazlav, David Zazlav of Discovery Media. Just being uh, just the super villain that we have all grown to hate in these past few weeks. Uh-huh. Um, I guess we'll start with this one hit me weirdly hard because like I didn't even know this movie existed and now we'll never see it because <laughs> it's just been canned. Uh, this is uh, the Coyote versus Acme movie, uh. which uh, was starring Will Forte and John Cena. And it was a comedic legal drama about Wiley Coyote suing Acme for faulty products. And it was a combination animation, live action hybrid. Like that sounds amazing to me. That sounds incredible. And apparently the test audiences were giving it rave reviews and it was apparently funny and great. And oh, I it's just, just like, it was made. Why are they not? Putting it, was, it, out? Com- it was finished. It was completely Finished post production. They're writing it off as a tax thing. They like the like like David Zaslov and the Warner Brothers brass was like, we could release this and market it and do all of these things, or we could put it on uh, HBO Max. But in just from a from a Excel spreadsheet perspective. It is worth more to us as a failure. Weird. Than as, How does that work? Because uh, a loss is a loss, and you can write off a loss. Uh, okay. Whereas money you spent to release a thing, you released it, and therefore it's just like, it's like for, it's it's some weird loophole where like a movie that has to be canned, 
you can be like, well, you know, we never got to release this and all the money we spent. We wish we could write our own fucking losses off like that. I wish I could write all my failures (laughs) off. Well, that's the thing. It doesn't sound like a failure. That's what's really fucking crazy. They're going to do a funeral uh, screening of the movie for the cast and crew. Uh, they did a similar thing for that Batgirl movie that the exact mm. same thing happened to. Right. And it's, I don't get it because uh, Warner Brothers is uh, distributed the Greta Gerwig Barbie movie, yeah. which was a similar deconstructed property and comedy it was kill- thing. It and it made an actual billion dollars. Yeah, interesting. But these, this is the world we live in now. And it's fucking, I still just... Like I un- I can I can see it on paper that like a theatrical release is very expensive and audiences don't come out for things that are even a little bit risky. I don't think a family friendly uh, comedy is the actual like the doomed thing they say it is. I just saw that the Marvels is like their lowest opening yet in the MCU. Uh, isn't it now becoming the thing in my opinion where the the most mundane non-risky thing is the biggest risk now cuz no one cares? Yeah. I it's like the 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 down the middle thing that used to be reliable for them I guess has now become the risk in my opinion is now not doing shit like in terms of numbers. Well, it's also the thing that like so in the case of the Barbie movie, um the Barbie movie uh was a risk, but it was a recognizable property and people saw it and it was good. It was funny, it was yeah. memorable. Uh the first Captain Marvel movie with Brie Larson was also extremely did well in the theaters because it was also a little bit off the beaten path. It was like a over, you know, a female hero with cosmic powers. And like, you know, that was like the first for the Marvel universe, but it was kind of bland. It was kind of just like, you have to remember you're a soldier, but also you have to honor your friends. Like it was, it was fine, but it wasn't like, and so the sequel was promising more of the same even though the cast was really dynamic, like, you know, it was multiple women of color. Like it was, they were, they, you know, they were doing something different on that end. But like, there was also the thing where like uh, the Disney, it had like, you had to have watched Ms. Marvel and the secret right. invasion show and like a bunch of other stuff on Disney plus. Cause the Marvel, cause it just picks up where all that left off. Yeah. I don't know. I still want to see it. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Sure. But who, you know, but no one's rushed in the theater. And I mean, I think that, Miss Marvel was so not extraordinary that yeah. it makes sense to me that the sequel would no one would be like I need to see that because as much as you're trying to hi- like color up what Miss Marvel was I mean it was the most by the not like if you want to look at the formula becoming boring mm-hmm. look no further than um, and it sucks because it's two female led pictures, but Miss Marvel and then uh, which one called Scarlett Johansson, um, uh, oh, Black Widow. Uh, Ms. Marvel is uh, the Kamala Khan Disney Plus series. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Captain Marvel. Captain is the, Marvel. Uh, yeah, but this is even part of the problem. Yeah, that's a huge. It's like the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah, it's like what? Absolutely, totally. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, it's just so uninteresting to me. It's crazy. I was just thinking about this earlier today. I was like, I can't believe how like uninterested I am in 
just any superhero movie unlike before like blue beetle well, and stuff like guardians 3 was incredible yeah. because it had an actual well, like, guardians 3 had a hook to it mm-hmm. and so did um you know another sequel you know across the spider verse they're like on a totally different level mm-hmm. than than uh you know these other movies and it's so obvious to me and that's the same thing with barbie barbie had you can't just ha- put the thing out. You can't just put the superhero movie out anymore. Mm-hmm. It's got to have something going on with it that puts it above the rest in terms of interest. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Barbie. It couldn't just be a movie about Barbie. It had to be a movie about Barbie that really talks about the cultural significance of the character and like is very meta. And that brings us into the theater. You know, across the Spider-Verse has this insane animation thing going on with it that is unlike anything else you've ever seen in the theater mm-hmm. and you know or on screen mixed with the fun of all of the different Spider-Men, you know, and how creative they can get with like world changing, not even world building, mm-hmm. world changing, you know. So it just bring one makes people want to go into the theater to like experience that. Or but even in the case like uh the Spider-Man No Way Home or I forget which, you know, the last one with uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, even that's just like pandering, like, hey, it's all the stuff mushed together. Word got out that like, oh, shit, it's, it's actually, actually really, really good. good and entertaining. Because The Flash did the same, tried to do the same thing and it was Oh, God, whatever. The Flash is one of the worst movies I've seen in years. Really? It was really hated that it. bad? Hated it. Why did you hate it so much? Uh, like, what was, made you hate it so much? Uh, it was really sloppy. Um, like there was just so much CG to cover up for the fact that they just had all these actors in like green screen voids, like doing whatever. Yes. Uh, there was this whole segment at the end where like, it was just like clap monkey clap for Superman stuff. Cause the flash like goes to multiverses by which they just show like CG dead people. Uh, you know, it's like, Hey, it's Christopher Reeve, Superman. It's George Reeve, Superman. Hey, look, it's Nick Cage in the Tim Burton suit and he's fighting a spider. Remember, like, remember that? Like it just felt so nakedly painful. They must've been so devastated by the Spider-Man stuff Mm. between the Spider-Verse stuff and Spider-Man, uh, what no way home or whatever. I mean, it's also having like looked into, you know, having for the podcast covered Ezra Miller's series of antisocial whoopsie. Of course, the movie is premised on a like parent trap style. Like it's two Ezra Millers and they're like getting into wacky hijinks. Like 90% of the movie is him talking to himself. Oh my God. That's so unfortunate for them, you know, but that's why I'm excited for the, the, the DC projects on the horizon. Mm -hmm. Like that's what they're going to try to do with those movies. They're going to try to say, Hey, this is Superman, but with a twist, this is super, or or, this is Superman, but we took like one of the best Superman stories in comics and decided to tell that story without feeling like we needed to connect it to some larger thing, you know? And I think that that is probably going to work out for them. You've heard me talk about this before, but anyways, part two of fuck David Zaslov hour is, uh, has to do with video games. Cause Warner brothers is also a massive publisher of video games. 
Uh, as part of their latest earnings call, Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav outlined the company's plans to transform its biggest gaming franchises from traditional console and PC releases into always on live services. What a bad idea. During his opening remarks, he uh, referred to several of the company's key franchises, Game of Thrones, Harry Potter, Batman, and Mortal Kombat. Oh my God. Including pointing to Mortal Kombat 1, which had sold nearly 3 million copies since its launch in mid-September this year. Our focus is on transforming our biggest franchises uh, from largely console and PC-based three to four year release schedules to include more always-on gameplay through live services, multi-platform, and free-to-play extensions with the goal of having more players spending more time on all platforms. Ultimately, we want to drive engagement and monetization of longer cycles at higher levels. And and he ends with, uh, we are currently uh, under scale and see significant opportunity to generate greater post-purchase revenue okay i mean how many holes can i find in this all right in one in one go okay first of all harry potter is kind of dead thanks to its creator game of thrones made a bunch of money that's sure but it still was this weird Mm. thing on social media and everything and it definitely was tainted by all that stuff game of thrones is very dead (laughs) uh no one until an uh uh, something comes out to revitalize that franchise if maybe it's george R. R. martin finally putting that book out i don't know never if that happens i will eat my own scrotum and replace it with saran wrap all right well as can i live stream that uh when we get to that um game of thrones harry potter and then talk about and then mortal kombat you're gonna do like an online services mortal kombat game get the fuck out of here and on top of mortal kombat got a bunch of shit this week for uh doing that ten dollar halloween uh, fatality so stupid dude it's so uh, overpriced all that content is well, so bad. Warner Brothers Interactive has now uh, said that if you did buy it for $10, you'll get the Thanksgiving and Christmas fatalities. Did you see the free. Thanksgiving fatality? It's very stupid. It's I saw so, it. It's also like sickening. Like it's, <laughs> it's disgusting. just Baraka cramming a whole turkey into your mouth. He pukes out of his brain. It's like insane. <laughs> Anyway, it's just disturbing. It's like getting to a point where it's like, guys, but I just, did they just think the Avengers game was not done well enough and that they could do it better? I don't understand because it's like, can can any of these fucking idiots get some young, smart people that know what's actually going on in terms of what people want and into those offices? No, because they see, they see... Fortnite, they see Roblox, they see even something like Grand Theft Auto with the GTA Online shit, and they're making trillions of dollars. Right. And they want to make trillions of dollars, and they can't understand that, like, you make a new thing, and you, like, put the time and the effort into it, and half of these, like, more than half, tons of these free-to-play everything games eat shit. Eat absolute dog shit. The ones that did survive did so against so many odds that you could almost claim like Fortnite wasn't even supposed to be Battle Royale. They did that free to play thing as a last minute U-turn once PUBG became huge. Like none of this is like was done on purpose. And so the idea that you're just going to be like, instead of the thing that people like and what makes us money, we're going to do a different thing that people don't like but might make a bunch of money is so short-sighted and weird. 
Zaslav, man, you're you're just fucking it up. Just just make the things people like that we want to pay money for. Yeah. And to that I say, wow, you're you're getting nerfed. You got to get nerfed. I mean, I think what it comes down to is, and maybe I'm just wrong because it just seems like idiots want to throw so much money at stupid shit. So maybe I'm wrong, but but it seems like now more than ever people are actually communicating with their money more, better than they ever have. And I think that really comes down to inflation, how life is no longer affordable for mm. anyone in this country. So even myself, I'm never buying anything on a lark anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to do like no man's sky pre-order. You know what I mean? They can't get me because I, my money, my money is too precious. I have to know it's a good product before I'm going to buy it. You know, I mean, I did spend too much money on that Nerf blaster, but I really regret it. Right, totally. I <laughs> In hear that. ways that I, I just, you know, I maybe if I keep firing it on the mic, it'll be a business expense. By the that, way, I'm getting quieter because it is now Winnie's nap time. Oh, so I'm, okay. I'm. That's why if you notice a change in my tone is because of that. But we can keep going, of course. Um. But I, I just, I think actually, and that's kind of what we're seeing, I think, with what's going on with the MCU versus Barbie, right? Mm-hmm. People are actually like... Now that's a movie I want to see. Yeah. Like, oh, that actually, <laughs> they're not just going to the movies anymore mm-hmm. because it's too expensive because we can't, no one can afford anything anymore. So like, if we're going to go to something, we have to know it's going to be something special and good that we want to see more so than ever. Whereas I think for the longest time, people would just like buy the new Avengers game because the Avengers were on it and Mm -hmm. go see the new MCU movie just because it's the new MCU movie. And that's just changed. I think quite a lot. Also all the stuff that's been backed up in the pipeline is smacking us in the face in 2023 from I'm talking COVID. Mm. So especially video games with movies too, TVs, you know, all that stuff has been so heavily, you know, backed up and is all hitting us that we have so many options now. You couldn't pay me to f- buy a online DCU like multiplayer, mm-hmm. like MMO. Like I have no interest Wait, in that. You're unless... talking about DC Universe. That thing is actually a beautiful little community that has stayed strong for decades. Don't oh, smirch yeah. DC Universe. I'm talking about whatever online. these guys are trying to put out. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you just you cannot pay me to to get into that or like. Yeah, back in the day, I probably would have bought the Suicide Squad game no matter what because it was the Suicide Squad game, mm-hmm. and I, it's just I have no interest based on everything I've heard about it ever spending money on that. There's too much good shit out. I can't even play the good games I already have. And I haven't even gotten some of the best games of the year yet. I haven't even gotten to touch Baldur's Gate 3 or Spider-Man 2. Alan Wake 2. Alan Wake 2. I can't believe I haven't even thought about purchasing Alan nope, Wake 2. I, I said it last week. I blew my game wad on Mario Wonder and now that would like, I you know, I'm gotta play that. I'm just I can't conceive of playing anything other than what I have right now because there's it's all really good and I'm enjoying it so why would I even care to buy it you know what I mean I mean Liza P is the only thing that got me to pull the trigger just because I'm such a souls like addict mm-hmm. that and it looked like a good one and it is a good one so anyways I just I don't know hopefully p- people speak more with their dollar because I also feel like that Harry Potter game outside of the controversy everyone agreed that it was like not a good open world game mm-hmm. like it wasn't a good one of those great segue by the way so that leads me to the question of and you'd mentioned it already uh the GTA franchise what is a GTA 6 in 2023 that makes me holden 
dude who was obsessed with GTA, absolute favorite franchise with, you know, from three Mm -hmm. up through five until it got lost in online oblivion. I never got into the online stuff. I mean, I dabbled and tried and I never found it to be very good. I can't believe people has have so much patience with that game because the like just the menu stuff on the online stuff is so convoluted and like it took me so long to get to where I would be like doing anything in the game also like the tutorial I I got a glitch in the tutorial that made me unable to complete a tutorial mission and there was nothing I could do oh so like the tutorial was just like laid unfinished which like made me just not want to play it huh because I want to be able to complete like the tutorial to know how to play the game it was awful I I don't understand the online thing but people love it and it's why GTA 5 has existed for so long. But my whole opinion on open world games has changed since GTA mm-hmm. 5 came out. Like, it is kind of unbelievable. And then so many people have left there. So GTA 6, it's so crazy that they even do this. They announced that they will be showing a trailer for the GTA 6 in December. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what. There was all this news that we were going to get a trailer. Yeah, there was all this leaks. Like, we're going to get a trailer today. We're going to get a trailer today. Well, there, and was they- a, there was a super leak, uh, like, I guess earlier this year, maybe even last year that people lost their minds over. And that was like, you know, that person was like being hunted down by the law. And like, we got a glimpse at the new characters and then take two and Rockstar had to be like, uh, this isn't final. None of this is real. Don't like believe this. But I think it's just, yeah, no, people have been scamming each other, making up like, oh, here comes the next trailer for like years now. Because the game has, you know, GTA 5 came out, God, 10 years ago at this point, which feels like a lot. But like, I don't know, maybe I'm just old because like, the, you know, by the time I was playing Mario 3, the original Mario Brothers was like 10 years old. And like that felt like fine to play. Mm. I think it's But we had since gotten to Mario 2. Oh, well, yeah. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Um plus like GTA 5 was such a technical achievement at the time that so many of the things that the game had like that games are now capable of are things that like Rockstar like coded and hacked and worked around to like make possible on the existing hardware and that's, you know, one of the reasons why it cost billions of dollars to like develop um but you know stuff like instant loading stuff like just you know the size of the of the landmass stuff like all the cutscenes and voice lines and all that uh stuff like the physics and the lighting and the gra- and the realistic graphics were all at the time meticulously you know hand built to be as realistic as possible that who cares you know like do you what can a GTA 6 do that GTA 5 can't do is really what I find fascinating. Yeah, I just don't know what brings me into that game at this point. I mean, I'm sure I'll I'm going to be very curious about it. I mean, I've been, you know, GTA's been in my life for so long and then out of mm-hmm. it for so long. Have you seen the memes? Or it's not really a meme, it's Oh yeah, like, me when GTA 5 came out, me, me now. now. And, it's, and like, it's insane. Like, and I could do the same thing and it would be a completely different looking person. I mean, it is really crazy. I mean, we and it'll be even crazier for when uh uh Elder Scrolls 6 comes out. I think it'll be even more nuts doing that, you know, but mm-hmm. I just need to I gotta see what's up. I'm interested. I mean, I'm definitely interested. 
I just I wonder I wonder what really it brings to the table, and I'm kind of worried just because so many people have left Rockstar that like it's just going to be yeah. like nothing compared to <sighs> I mean the what that franchise the, was. Uh, it's well the Saints Row debacle. Uh, it might serve as a cautionary tale, but at the very least, one of the things with Saints Row is that they did not have the resources of a rock star to refine and refine and refine. And, you know, even scrap entire, like, builds that just aren't working up to their standards. Because that's the one thing, is they have such deep money bags, deep pockets, that's the phrase. If They they have such deep pockets that, like, if they actually do release a GTA 6, it is passed through so many hands and eyeballs that, like, whatever it is, is going to be qualitatively the most poured over meticulously managed gaming experience mm-hmm. that is that human hands are capable of making. So from that perspective, it's kind of like, yeah, it's like uh, it's like summer blockbusters that like, you know, you see the trailer and you're like, Oh my right, God, right, I gotta totally. at least, I got to experience like, I've never seen. what all this money amounted to. I just hope it's not just, I just hope the, it doesn't just become like the story. It's like the story mode and like uh, like a Call of Duty. In other words, like the story mode is there to kind of like get people to pick it up, but it's really just trying to like bring you to the online multiplayer. You know? Oh yeah. I just hope it's not just like a billboard for the online multiplayer. You know that it's its own really great achievement, but we'll just have to see. I think it's wild that I mean. It's just so crazy to wait this long to a point where I'm like, this game it was the most important franchise to me, mm-hmm. period, when it came to video games. Nothing else could match it. Final Fantasy, nothing. Nothing could could hit me, you know, at the time of GTA 5's release. This is before I even beat a single Dark Souls game. Just driving around, you know what I mean? listening to the radio for the sake of listening to the radio. Yeah. That is how just like, every millisecond of content on these discs were like cherished and now ever since especially since like i found red red dead redemption 2 to be like a giant disappointment personally Mm -hmm. especially since stuff like that and open world games in general i haven't played an open world game i'm trying to think like is the spider-man games are open world the spider-man games are open world but what i i mean but the thing is with the spider-man games is is what i love which is like a more condensed open world experience Mm. you know it's not trying to be like look how big this map is look how much you can get lost in this world it's like no no no. in this quadrant of the map you can complete these many objectives and then the stories over on that side of the map and you know what i mean and it's like very contained in a way that i love you know Mm. it's like not a small open world like evil within or something like that but it's kind of that like it's not trying to be like look how we want you to just like go to that mountain over there and see what you can find. No, like Mm. you're riding around. I'm not like, I guess I'm exploring Manhattan, but I mean, there's a reason why neither of us have picked up Starfield. (sighs) And that is like, the the scope and scale is as not a selling point. It's actually a hundred percent because it's like, you can't populate all of that with interesting shit. I know you can't. (laughs) So why? And, and uh, by the way, I mean, Marcus seemed pretty hot on it when he first started playing it, but I've just seen a lot of negativity towards that game mm-hmm. online. And it definitely looks like something I'm not very interested in. And I think I used to would get a game. Here it goes back to this point I made originally. I used to would just get the game anyway and play all of it mm-hmm. and then walk away being like, 
yeah, not really my thing. Even though I put <laughs> 70, 80 hours. Yeah. It's so weird. And now I'm like, no, I don't. There's too much good shit. I don't have any interest in, in you know, sinking my time in it. Like, I don't need this anymore. I don't need it anymore. But anyways. To quote um, the Sonic the Hedgehog meme that I find uh, as as true today as it was back then. I want shorter games with worse graphics made by people who were paid more to work less on it. And I'm not kidding. <laughs> that is genuinely how I feel. Uh, yeah, a little bit. All right. Anyways, a uh, couple quick hits before we get out of here. Uh, just wanted to throw. Uh, do you think the live action Zelda game will be any? I can't believe they're not making it animated based off of the success That's of Mario. The first, like the first weird, like warning siren blaring in my head. Uh, Nintendo announced that they are in development of a live action Legend of Zelda game. Uh, the film will be produced by Shigeru Miyamoto and Avi Arad, who we've mentioned several times, especially when it comes down to the Spider-Man movies and the and the Venom movies. Uh, he's he's the OG Venom uh, champion, uh, and you know he's it's he's kind of like trying to reclaim his. Uh, I guess I guess he's trying to pick up where the Mario movie left off. In terms of like just being the guy who adapts franchises for the movies, because his whole slate is insane. Like after he really, really wanted during the MCU boom to make a Spider-Man universe. That's why he did the Venom movie. His name's attached to a Black Cat movie, a Silver Sable movie, a Cra the Craven the Hunter movie that's coming up is his. But like he also did Morbius, you know what I mean? Like he, it's, it's just really weird, but his other stuff, he has a Borderlands movie that's coming out with mm. his name attached, a Metal Gear Solid movie in mm. pre-production and uh, a Naruto movie in pre-production, which fuck it, don't fuck this up, Avi. I swear to God, I will find you. You'll get nerfed. You're all getting nerfed. It's Naruto time. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but Avi Arad's been attached to a lot of stinkers as well. So that's not really something I'm excited for, uh, that the movie will be co-produced by Nintendo or co-financed with Nintendo is interesting. Maybe they'll have enough sway to be like, uh, this is bad. Hi. Hi there. Um, this is bad. Do it again. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't make. Don't I'm just shocked because I thought I, I would have probably, and maybe it's still in the works, but I would have probably bet you a million bucks the smash cinematic universe was currently in the works. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, let's just get, let's get a Zelda movie out there. Let's get a Bowser movie out there. Let's get a Donkey Kong movie. Let's get a Mega Man movie. And like, like let's really try to bring them all together and buy a few, you know, IPs, you know, go to the, go the way of uh, space jam, you know what I mean? And, and do this crazy smash movie, uh, you know, thing that I feel like would the be only, yeah. The only saving grace is that this is being done through Sony Pictures, which is the studio that uh, has given the most support to Phil Lord and Chris Miller of Lego Movie, oh, okay. of yeah. uh, 21 Jump Street and 22 right. Jump Street, and uh, most recently into the Spider-Verse. And so if it is a comedy that kind of like takes the piss out of The Legend of Zelda, that might end up being a fun movie experience I can see them if they can I can see them doing like a meta thing yeah. like a Barbie thing yeah. where they kind of play the about play with the whole saving the princess yeah, yeah, yeah. 
kind of thing, which they but the they kind of did that in the Mario movie. They kind of did it, but then they kind of just yeah. They I like see something like that. that and again, but that's that, not really Zelda. That's the yeah. problem. Like Mario can do that, but like Zelda's pretty stayed pretty like self serious. I don't know in a certain way, like that it yeah. would feel weird. I like what they should have done is just like shaken the rapidly decaying mortal body of uh of fucking Hayao Miyazaki and right. be like, you do this. Oh my god, you ninety year old fuck, you have to do this. You're the only one who can do this. Because they could actually do like artful, contemplative, meditational kind of like, you know, like there's a certain reverence and quiet to uh, Legend of Zelda, both modern and classic in a way that like maybe you could do it. But then you're basically making like an $100 million art film, which is definitely not what these studios want to make. It's like I just have no faith in this thing. Cause like, do you really want like it's like like even the cutscenes in Zelda games right. aren't the reason why you play it? You don't actually care that like. <gasps> wait, Link has the courage Triforce and Zelda has the wisdom. They're fighting against Ganon's piece of the Triforce and they're winning the the Master Sword, the Arrow of Light. Like we've all it's all been done. Right. So like, what is what are they even going to do if not a weird meta thing? So, like, if they do the weird meta thing and it's by people who actually are good at writing comedy, then there might be an enjoyable time in the theater. But, big but, this is still the same guy who's, like, produced Morbius and Venom Let There Be Carnage. Right. So, like, I am not. I am, And the Uncharted movie. I'm sorry. He was also attached to the Uncharted movie. Like Christ, like I just I I don't he, I mm. seems cynical. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us for another episode of tentatively shooting the shit, tentatively titled yeah. shooting the shit. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We'll we'll continue to shoot some shit. If you have any topics you want us to throw into these shows or news stories you want us to cover, feel free to pop them into the um you know to the Patreon chat. Uh. Uh, just you know, just in the comments and stuff, because we would love to, you know, talk about what, what you guys want us to talk about. Um, all right, thanks so much uh, for your patronage. We'll be back next week, shooting the shit balls. I st- we gotta, tits. we gotta find a better. We can't like, I like shooting the shit balls and tits. All nerfing right, well, the nards. How about nerfing right. the nards? Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> all right, have a good I, one, everybody. That's a good time. <laughs> This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. 
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.